0: and welcome to another arcade and retro podcast with myself uh, Gavin and Stephen's here joining me and we do have uh, Sarah uh, joining us uh, via the uh, the technology of landline telephone <laughs> so <laughs> <true>. <laughs> uh, so yeah what you're hearing there is the uh, music from Zool 2 on the Commodore Amiga uh, so as the theme of this episode is uh, sort of misfit mascots so sort of the are also ran uh, video game mas- mascots that have sort of been forgotten to history or just almost made it big but didn't quite stick around or sort of been forgotten about. And uh, I know, talking from personal experience, because, I, again, I grew up without consoles. I was um, on the Commodore computers, so I had the Amiga, the Commodore 64. So a lot of my experience from early games comes from that area. But, yeah, Zool was a big one for, for us Amiga people. <laughs> uh I mean, uh, it was basically pitched as almost like um, the Amiga's answer to uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario. It was like supposed to be our the like, Amiga sort of console mascot. Uh, it was very definitely um, Gremlin Graphics console ma- mascot because essentially Zool was described as a ninja who was also a Gremlin and also from the end. <laughs> <laughs> um So yeah, they were yeah, I was, they were thinking very hard about branding it. Um, it was even like bundled with the Amiga 1200 at launch. Uh, but oddly it wasn't the uh, AGA version with the enhanced colours that didn't come out for another while afterwards so you got the standard version, Amiga 500 <laughs> version with the uh, with the 1200 um, yeah it was designed by George Allen uh, who had made the Switchblade 2 game which I think I showed you recently when we were uh, at a meetup uh that's the one we're playing on the cd 32 it's like it's all like oh, comic book flicking yeah, yeah. art and it's like really anime styled it's a really good little game but uh, again yeah I don't know I can't remember the name of the character so I don't know if he's a misfit mascot <laughs> <laughs> um I don't think I ever played switchblade one but uh yeah so he made that and uh, the music is by uh Patrick phelan I may play a little bit more because that's Brazil 2 music's probably not as good as the zoo one music uh so let's play some of the um Oh yeah, this is uh, Rock and Zool uh, from the original Zool game. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Patrick Phelan, he had come off the back of doing um, the music for the, the the Lotus games for Gremlin as well, so the Lotus 2 and Lotus 3 and Lotus 1, of course. But, yeah, the music, and particularly I think Lotus 2 had amazing music in it. Um, yeah. uh, probably some of the best music of, on the Amiga uh, was in Lotus 2. Uh, again, yeah, his resume is amazing. If you look through the list of stuff he's worked on, it's huge. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, basically Zool um, I think it's a, it's a little unfair because I think when you lo- people tend to do like Let's Plays but on YouTube and stuff they tend to play the console versions which actually weren't a patch on the Amiga version the yeah, Amiga version was actually was quite good
1: My uh, my experience of it was um, I played played Zool 1 and 2 in my friend's house on the Amiga Force and I really liked them and then one Christmas they were doing these I think Electronics Arts were doing these like two packs you get like two games on one cartridge for the Mega Drive and I had Zool and uh, James Pond Three would be another Ascot really, and like that was a pretty good bargain. It was like for half the price of you get two games for half the price of a normal game, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, Zool I remember that being great on the Amiga, and I got it and was like, oh, I don't, I remember liking this. This is only okay, and so I kind of, kind of, I thought it was just a bit of nostalgia there. But yeah. when I go, I went back and I looked at the Amiga version; it's completely different yeah. to the Mega Drive version. It's a yeah, lot I better think game. it
0: was just because the way it was designed, they had a bit more RAM to play around it on the Amiga, so yeah. they were able to. Um the levels were a lot bigger on the original version and there were different bosses and um, mm. yeah yeah just it. Uh, I think the SNES version in particular was very bugged oh I'd uh, say it was very slow
1: because yeah. ran. I think it was very influenced by Sonic the Hedgehog. It ran very fast, yeah. so I think the Super Nintendo didn't have the processing power to run it fast. Yeah, I think that's yeah. and
0: again, that's probably the main criticism even of the Amiga version. It didn't what didn't quite have that level design polish that the Sonic games did, um, mm. and it was even. But then even Sonic doesn't get it right all the time either. But yeah, that you're going too fast to be able to reasonably control and avoid the obstacles on the level. Mm. Um, but yeah, Zool didn't quite do it as well as Sonic, but it was a, it was a good effort and it was unlike anything else you had on the Amiga. So it was. Um, uh, I think
1: was the closest they got to a mascot i remember they used to have a lot of them remember oscar that it was a mess oh yeah it was like i think it was on the the amiga 1200 and there was kind of positioned as i think it was a launch title for it and it was like oh the me can do do so many can do so many more colors than the amiga 600 so let's put them all on the screen (laughs) and it was just disgusting looking
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, the, that was one thing. Yeah, the uh, zoo was very colourful as well because the la- the levels were all like candy themed and Thai themed. and we had the, like that. the Chuba Chupa Chups. Uh, yeah, uh, brought, <laughs> that was fairly last minute. I don't know, but again, easy enough to team it in when you already had sweet levels. Though. Yeah. But, it, but again, it was kind of lazy. It was just like sticking massive Chupa Chop logos in the. Background. Oh, but you could
1: you could break them open yeah. and lots of little sweets <laughs> <go out> of them. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, but there were some nice little puzzles in it as well. Like there were like piano keyboard, like the piano keyboard from Big. Oh, <laughs> so you can stand on it. Yeah, and you can play different notes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, think there was
1: a cheat for that as well. You could play the tune on the keyboard or something. It's I'm possible. A, it's a long. I think down. so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, there were actually uh, two books released based on the series as well. Um, sort of, uh, I, I, I will have to track these down because I'm sure they can't be anything but amazing. Um, <laughs> one was called Z- Cool Zool, and the other was called Zool Rules. <laughs> uh, uh, so we'll have to track those down. Mm. Maybe do a reading or two from them. Um, Dramatic readings. <laughs> um, yeah. Then you had. So that was 1991, um, and yeah, again, Amiga owners were. Kind of betrayed because they were like, oh yes, this is for the Amiga. This, it's bundled. It comes with the Amiga 1200 if you buy it. And uh, but then yeah, then it was ported to pretty much every console imaginable <laughs> under the sun. Even things like the Master System. And uh, it it basically everything like it went full Rise of the Robots in its uh, <laughs> spectrum. And yeah, again the the console versions are all uh, a bit lacking. So everyone sort of disregarded Zool as a a bad game when it actually wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, then when Zool 2 rolled around, that didn't get quite a, a release it was released on the Amiga systems including the CD32 uh, I think there was a DOS version but then there was also apparently a Atari Jaguar version which is supposed to be quite good Supposed to be the best version of it. Mm, go to Terry <laughs> <Checker our> game. game <laughs> uh, <laughs> And rarity. yeah, interesting enough, Zill too. Uh, I think it was pretty much more of the same. I think it was still pretty good though. Um, I enjoyed yeah, it when yeah. I played on
1: the Amiga. Yeah, but only played a little bit of it. But yeah.
0: and one thing that was cool about it, you had um, two. You could choose your character in this, one. you could play as Zeus, as sort of a female ninja gremlin from mm. the end dimension. Uh, which like modern games need to take note <laughs> of. You can just you could pick whichever fe- female character you want, and she was just as good. She wasn't like Amy and <laughs> a character. Amy where oh she Amy was always. great <laughs> but yeah she was always just chasing after Sonic I uh, yeah, oh, thought that was, was funny uh, though yeah, yeah yeah I know I know but yeah if you but if you want to play as a character that's just as good as the yeah, main character <laughs> she's not, not that great for that type of thing uh, and yeah she had like an electro whip type thing um, mm. but what was interesting um, they were slightly different the two of them so they could break different parts of scenery um, oh there's so, different routes your so, levels so yeah depending and, yeah. on which character you choose you'd take a slightly different route, uh, route the yeah. level and then there was also a dog called Zoon uh, I think it had two heads. And uh, he was used in sort of minigame levels, which were kind of like breakout. Blocks. Yeah. So you're bouncing things around. Um yeah, so yeah, that's I don't know too much too much more to say about Zool, <laughs> but yeah, definitely don't know if you've only ever played the console versions, then uh, don't know reevaluate Zool. It's not that bad. The console versions were not as good as. Were the, there any
1: plans to make it like a Mario sixty four kind of version of Zool?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I would three 3D Zool. No, I can't see that. There one. was one member for. Um, Oh dizzy! <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, D, was, yeah they tried. They, we were looking for a crazy amount of money to make a, a dizzy game, weren't they? It yeah. was like almost Shenmue levels <laughs> of <laughs> funding wanted from the Oliver Twins to make it a fucking <laughs> dizzy game. As much as I love dizzy, but there's like a dizzy engine um, that people, that you make it. So there's like a website. I think it's at yokefolk dot org. Or, yeah, but um, yeah, you can go up there and loads of people have made their own dizzy games using this dizzy engine, and it's uh, very cool. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and that's what John. You, you don't want a 3D dizzy. You want the, the classic dizzy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I I don't know. I, I think then other sort another big sort of Amiga one that was sort of touted as like uh, a sort of Amiga mascot was the Putty games as well by System Three. Uh, System Three obviously all, were always made some very good games in the Commodore sixty four and the Amiga. Commodore, uh,
1: yeah, I remember the. Um, oh, there was a great. I can't even remember the name, but there was a great racing game they made very late. <laughs> oh. Uh Oh yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was kind of like a mix between
0: Outrun and. um, Oh.
1: Perfect. I'm totally lost let's continue on yeah uh, well yeah I know
0: well last ninja games are probably the ones and yeah. uh, International Karate are probably their big big titles um, mm. personally Mitch is one of my favourite games on the Commodore 64 and that, that, that they were behind that as well uh, but yeah Putty was quite a fun little game you were um, you were yeah you were sort of trying to uh, build the tower you were trying to protect the robots and get to the top of the tower, because you were trying to build this thing, and you could... But the main mechanic of the game was your shape-shifting ability. Like you, could you could absorb through, enemies and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you could shift into a puddle, uh, and if an enemy went over you, you'd absorb it and get a bit of health back. on um, alternative that, you could also inflate yourself to the point where you exploded and killed everything on the screen, but it would... Affect your health bar. Um, yeah, you had you could punch a fist out on either side of you as well to hit enemies. And um, but what was kind of cool, you had uh, the the evil cat. Um, remember, was it Dwayne it, Oh, what was? The oh, cat I clip?
2: have the name of the cat there and all. <laughs> Dweevil or I something can't evil. <laughs>
0: it, yeah, the Dazzle Days was um, the main villain. He was an evil wizard.
1: We, <laughs> I remember you had like Liesl reading. I have Yeah, Liesl I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, really good sound samples as well, like a voice samples. Like
0: yeah, too bad, just missed them. Yeah, yeah, you do. We oh, yeah. <laughs> go crazy nine millimeter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so but what was cool is like he'd cut through the wall with like a chainsaw and uh, mm. through the background. So it was kind of cool the way he played around with stuff.
1: I remember, it was really nicely animated as well. Look gorgeous.
0: Uh, yeah yeah there was a lot of imagination in it it, it was like it, well it's even though it wasn't a japanese game it had that sort of like quirky sort of japanese look to it like rainbow yeah. islands or uh just at that, that same level of color and um mixed with a bit weird. of british humor yes exactly yeah mm. um uh, yeah then there was yeah again the, i think what well, the, did the original come out on uh might have been me yeah yeah I think so I think oh I think yeah no I think the original uh, yeah the original was called Super Putty in North America uh yeah. Um, oh, Super Nintendo game was yeah it? that was yeah. the Super Nintendo version although it was called Puddy Moon apparently in Japan was it <laughs> uh, <Sailor Moon laughs> so I think the they putty. had to be very careful with licensing that they didn't I remember because uh, City Puddy was uh, they didn't, oh, in America yeah. it was a big brand so they couldn't uh, step on their toes mm. um, yeah I think and then there was a CD32 version which was called Super Putty as well and unfortunately yeah it didn't use the CD32's extra buttons so you were still looking at things like up to jump and mm. so just frustrating yeah it was kind of another like how lazy a lot of ports were to the CD32 <laughs> um, but yeah yeah there were uh, there was yeah putty squad was the sequel where you had two-player mode and you were teaming up with the cat this time. Uh, I never played that because, um, yeah, it was supposed to come out the Amiga. It was even reviewed and copies Dep- were there was sent was a demo out. as well. Yeah, yeah. It was demos put on demo the, the cover discs and, mm-hmm. like, all the magazines reviewed it, but it never got released until, apparently, um, only reading this today is, uh, yeah, apparently in 2013, uh, System 3 released it for free on their website. Yeah. Finally, the Amiga version <laughs> <laughs> after all these years. Um, so yeah that's, yeah that's the putty games they're again quite fun but yeah we're all putty uh, very simple little basic design it's kind of cool this blue circle with that, eyeballs that it's sequel came out on
1: it came out on all the modern consoles as yeah. well but it was kind of updated graphics okay. but you can get the Mega version for free as well <laughs> um,
0: so yeah is there any other ones you want to talk about or um, to on your list?
1: I'll probably jump on now um, I want to talk about uh, one of my favourite Mega Drive games that okay. um, was made by Konami and about Konami were kind of exclusively releasing games on consoles for the Super, the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and they kind of ignored the Mega Drive. But around 92, 93, they started porting over kind of their Super Nintendo games. Like, you get Sunset Riders, and then there was kind of Turtles Hyperstone Heist, which was a it was kind of a remix of Turtles in Time, which was a Super Nintendo game. But then um, around 93, they started making their exclusive Mega Drive games, and the big one was um, called Rocket Knight Adventures. Mm-hmm. And the big thing about this is like their it was on the box, like it features Sparks or and Sparks or was their kind of their mascot. It was meant to be a, their kind of Konami mascot. Yeah. they were kind of gearing up to be. It was um an opossum who had blue armour and um had a rocket pack on his back. So that the whole it was um it was a platform it was kind of a platform game. It was all based around the fact that you could charge up and fire yourself off with this rocket pack and an, an attack. And it was really well designed because each kind of every stage is kind of broken up in these little set pieces, and each one of these set pieces would, it'd be um, these set pieces would be kind of based around the use of the rocket pack. So no level ever played the same, and also it was well known for having like um, it was just a bit of it was a bit of a boss rush as well. There was tons and tons of really inventive bosses. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of bosses, and it was made by the guys who made the um, the contra games as well. So it kind of had that cute kind of cartoony look but um, it was rock hard it's one of the <laughs> hardest games I've ever played um, and another thing to note is the music's really good and there's two composers on on there on this game but um, it was one of the first games but that um, Mishiru Yamana worked on and you might know her better because um, she went on to work on the Castlevania games and in particular Symphony of Night which was one of the best soundtracks ever um, the thing that kind of annoyed me about this is that it didn't sell too well but then they they kind of greened out a sequel and the sequel was called Sparkster and this was released on the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo and the Super Nintendo one was pretty good it wasn't as good as the Mega Drive the first game but it was very similar to the uh, Mega Drive game where it was all kind of set piece based, where it was using it was all these inventive ideas based around the rocket pack and had really great bosses the Mega Drive Sparkster game was kind of oh, it was a bit it, it, it wasn't and it wasn't set piece design anymore. It was all these big open levels where you were just kind of traversing them with your rocket pack and there were different routes through them. And it was a bit more open and it wasn't as tightly structured as the Force one. And it was just, uh, it was probably the most disappointing game I've ever played in my life. It wasn't bad, but it just couldn't live up to the Force the game. And then mm. these games, they kind of came late in the, the Mega Drive Super Nintendo's lifespan. They never sold that well. And it kind of died out from then. He He's had a few cameos. He was in them. Um, the, in Snatcher, there was kind of a strip club scene. Yeah. He's in the <laughs> he's in the crowd in the strip club with a few other Konami characters. And he was in the DS track and field game. And then the last time we saw him was uh, if you managed to beat Contra Shattered Soldier, with yeah. like a perfect score. Then he, there's a little video at the end where there was kind of a shadow was flying around where it, it was implied. Because the same guys that made Shattered Soldier made Rocket Knight. So. Um, and then eventually, Climax Studios, who made... Shattered um, Silent Hill shattered memories for Konami. They kind of that was a pretty good Silent Hill mm-hmm. game. It wasn't great, but had some good ideas. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah. I really enjoyed it. But
0: definitely, it the, probably of, the best Western Silent Hill game. Yeah, yeah
1: it wasn't perfect, but it, it kind of they understood Silent Hill. It was the best yeah. kind of take on that concept. So they kind of had a lot of good. um I don't know, kind of, they're kind of in good steed with Konami. Then after making that game, and the the guys there really liked Rock and I Adventures, and decided to bring it back, and they made a. They made kind of a downloadable game for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, and it's on the PC as well, called Rocket Knight. And, oh, they just completely missed the point of the whole game there. It's kind of, it's more like the Mega Drive Sparks game with the big open levels, and they don't really use the jetpack as well. And Mm -hmm. uh, it just feels like a kind of, it it came out around the time of when Bionic Commando rearmed came out, where everybody was going mad for these remakes of old games. And that was great, but I think... Rock Knight kind of missed the point, point. yeah, yeah, it was a bit. It was just kind of mediocre, and it's pretty worse than being bad.
0: But definitely, I'm looking at the the cover of the uh, Mega Drive. Oh, it's box gorgeous! Here. I love it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's it was he was definitely been built up yeah. as a, a Featuring character. Featuring Sparkster. yeah, That's a, yeah it's Rocket Knight Adventures, and then there's a little badge saying Featuring Sparkster TM. <laughs> I,
1: I remember when uh, I, I bought the game, I just thought he was the coolest character yeah. ever <laughs> he, he was my sonic
0: <laughs> um but uh yeah now i don't know when if we're we'll looking to even get uh metal gear games or our okay, yeah. side hill games going forward with konami so um, i think any more rocket knight games is definitely yeah, the, <laughs> the slim to none uh, chances so yeah konami are not yeah. quite what they used to be anymore yeah.
1: well if you're if you're interested in a good mega drive game you haven't played this it's probably my second favorite mega drive game just behind gunstar heroes it's really good <laughs>
0: Okay, and we'll play a little bit of the music from it. This is from the uh, Stage 1, Act 1. Okay, so um, yeah, there was a, there's a. It's probably a few more I have here as well. Um, uh, of course, on the Commodore sixty four, we had uh, a few other. So it had a few things as well. Uh, probably one of the there sort of best attempts at a <laughs> sort of a mascot. And again, he, I think he only ever came out in the Mega. It was oddly that was ne- it was never consoleized. Was the um, the Creatures games. Um, and that was uh, yes there in Clyde Radcliffe uh, who's of course course, creature stands for uh, let's double check this yeah Clyde Radcliffe exterminates all the unfriendly repulsive air ridden slime I can't help but think they came up with the name creatures first, and then tried to make it stand for something. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, Clyde Radcliffe was a fuzzy wuzzy. Uh, they they were sharing an island, and they they, they well they, yeah apparently there's big elaborate backstory where they come from another planet, um, and they land on this new planet, and they they the island they live on they rename the the hippiest place in the known universe, but. Unknown oh, to them, there's demons who live on the island already and they're not happy about the new name. So they invite the Fuzzy Wuzzies to a big party. and uh, But then when they all get drunk, uh, they capture them all and put them in torture chambers. But luckily, Clyde Radcliffe got a bit too drunk and fell asleep in a hedge and then woke up with a hangover and really bad breath, which explains his, uh, <laughs> his fire breath <laughs> abilities. And yeah, it was... Uh, very good game uh, with uh, fantastic music it was probably uh, my favourite on the Commodore I remember I loved it (laughs) and yeah it just loaded quite right the levels were very long so you didn't mind and then it would load in the next level each section and that's Mm -hmm. because multi-loading games tended to be quite badly done on the Commodore 64 but that one was done well they knew the system um, a little map screen as well so you weren't weren't staring
1: at all those kind of colourful bars all the time
0: (laughs) yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's great, wonderful music, and the torture chambers were particularly inventive. Um, and gruesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very violent, despite the cartoonish graphics. But yeah, just made by the, the uh, John and Steve Rowland said uh, just really new to Commodore really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an Amiga version as well, which is not quite as good. It's got a very bland background, and... Uh, uh, yeah, it just didn't seem as colourful. Well, it, it just uh, yeah, it just didn't quite wor- have the same level of charm as the um, the original Commodore sixty four one. Uh, I think I'll play. A- oh wait, still on, <laughs> still on Rocket night there in the background. Uh, yeah, I'll play a little bit of the um, Creatures music, uh, and this is from yeah, the the uh, Stage Six Torture Chamber. Of course, yeah, the Rollins also made um, uh, Mayhem in Monsterland. Oh, yeah. Again, very li- uh, late in the lifespan of the Commodore 64, but again, a very console-y type platform game yeah. on, on, on the look uh, It looked gorgeous uh, as Commer64. well,
1: I remember... I I remember it came out so late, like uh, I had a Commodore 64 very late, but I remember I didn't get to play it because it came out the Christmas, I got the Mega Drive, so I was really looking forward to it, and then I got the Mega Drive and it was just all about Sonic <laughs> then.
0: <laughs> one thing I do find it amazing is of all the Commodore 64 platforming stars, the great Gianna sisters, who was effectively banned <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and removed from shop shelves, is the one that's still going strong it, of all of them, because uh, they're still making, they've made two games, haven't they? And yeah, there's one of on the extra DS levels and... and
1: no, there's there's one on the DS, and then they made the the twisted one, twisted planet, yeah, twisted, yeah. and there's another version of that as well. Yeah, there's, there's a sequel to it yeah. as well, and so yeah, <laughs> the
0: Giana Sisters are going strong, and yeah, I played the the, the twisted. Dreams or whatever it's called—the yeah, first yeah. one, uh, the PC one—and um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, because you mm. can swap when you swap between the sisters, it also sort of deforms the level. The level changes as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a nice little mechanic added to it, and yeah, it's it's quite good, and it's just very strange that that's what's uh, been kept when all these other ones are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it. The original *Gianna Sisters* game was fantastic as well on the cover 64. Uh, not again, not so good on the Amiga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. And yeah, there was also the was it Summer Camp? Uh, it was another really good platformer on the Commodore Sixty Four. I've never uh, heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was Rock Hard. Though, um yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, just another one of those little forgotten ones. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other ones they have here. Uh, I know on the yeah the PC Engine um, or the, the Turbo Graphics, as it was called over here and in the US, uh, that was very famous for its um, Bonk. Uh, the PC kid, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or he was renamed the BC kid when he was ported to other machines. Yeah, uh, But uh, yeah, yeah so, he was, so he was essentially the TurboGrafx and uh, the PC engines mascot. But originally when the system launched, it came with uh, Keith Courage, uh, and that was I think he was originally sort of being geared up as like the platform superstar I think he was,
1: a, he was re- released only in the US or maybe it came later on the yeah. Japan but they released it as launch title for the PC Engine in yeah. the US They just get a mascot out there Exactly, because
0: yeah, cause, yeah it, it is hard to understand that how important those were. Like back then, yeah. early nineties, um, Sonic and Mario were just so important. They basically were the consoles. Like uh, I don't know if you have a, anything similar to that now. Yeah. Is do kids go? Oh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. <laughs> I don't. Or maybe they're the same game. Yeah. I don't know. I remember it was, <laughs> a, it
1: was a big deal that the PlayStation didn't have a mascot. And yeah, like they had. Polygon Man for a while until they just realised it was stupid and <laughs> got rid of him uh, before, the, before launching
0: <laughs> uh, but he was, a Nam, he was yeah. Namco yeah, there was no Sony mascot yeah, um, yeah, as, yeah Sony I, I don't know they sent it it's the other stuff like that like two, Lara Croft I think almost came in on it yeah, even though it, it was, it was a, on the Saturn, Saturn person. Person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah there was a few early days as well they tried to do that because platforming was yeah. kind of like because no one could figure out how to do it properly in 3D until Mario came along Yeah, before came along.
1: The, I think it was Crash Bandicoot was the one then, which
0: yeah, Crash Bandicoot definitely. Well, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Everybody like it. Everybody loves it now. And I remember when it came out, it was just, mm, it's all right. <laughs> and I've i played through it there recently, and uh oh, some levels are just so badly designed, like the bridge levels. It's it's an all right game, but oh God, the way people go on about it now, I yeah. where it was. Like Mario B. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just
3: yeah
0: again, it's just fond childhood yeah. memories. But I was bit, yeah, I was too old at the time to appreciate fully to, mm-hmm. to that extent I wasn't gonna play it obsessively. Yeah. Um but yeah, you also had the pandemonium games as well. Oh, they were kind of yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was that like faux three D, two D thing. Uh, yeah. but Clanoa did that as well, yeah, but it was it was just, it was just good. Yeah, Klanoa was good. Yeah. Uh but yeah, yeah, so yeah, keep courage in the Alpha Zones, uh it just yeah, just uh, yeah, it was the initial packing game in North America for the Tour Graphics, and then it was replaced mm-hmm. by Bonk's Adventure. Uh, but it was oh yeah, it was originally in Japan in nineteen eighty eight. So oh, it's it was quite Japanese far back. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Different title there. Oh. Uh, it's not. It's not ba- a bad game it's, it's passable um, mm. just, it's just interesting that he was originally sort of set up to like be a system seller but it uh, didn't quite work it <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> wasn't going to be JJ and Jeff anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what, what else do we have oh yeah and i just I suppose so we're talking because yeah Gex is sort of an important one as well on that sort of play sta- early Playstation well, he era. was
1: the 3DO he was supposed to be 3DO mascot yeah, yeah. he was created by Crystal Dynamics who were are they still making the two Miller games or is it someone else Oh, course yeah, it was Core and then went to Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, but that was one of their kind of force games.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, and again, he was just yeah wise cracking Gecko and uh, oh, was Dana Gould the voice of him? So but they changed. I think, that changed, that I think it's
1: it's Cat from Red Dwarf in Europe that did it. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. they changed the actor. I think. I think it's. I think it's same. Yeah, that did yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's only in the third one
2: that he does the voice for.
0: Danica Gould yeah. has gone on to better yeah, things, but boss no, no th- <laughs> it was. Dana, I think Danica Gould was in
1: the the US version, but they changed his voice to. I think your man, that was Cash. I think. I think it's him and Red Bull. Danny, Danny John Jules. Yeah, thing, I think right. he did. I did think definitely the 3D one. No, it's it's the it's, it's the, the 3D had one. All oh, right, I, I I know it's for the I, first one anyway. I don't know about the other the other ones.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. was a packing game for the Panasonic models of the 3D O. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, It it is worth looking up the background story. Let me read a little bit of it because it seems, again, needlessly convoluted background story that's kind of strange. Uh, Gex and his family live in Maui, uh, Hawaii. His mother raised him and three younger siblings while their father worked for NASA. Gex's hobby includes spending time with his friends, surfing, playing the ukulele and throwing poi parties. Uh, one day Gex's mother gets a phone call from NASA explaining that Gex's father and 10 human volunteers died when their rocket exploded on the he launch pad. Nobody cares about the other 10. Uh, yeah. Apparently that was because of a, a, a band-aid was left floating in one of the fuel tanks. Uh, again, this was also very close to an actual <laughs> shuttle disaster so I don't know. Yeah, it was a challenger, uh, wasn't uh, yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. um, soon, uh, Gecko's family's carefree life is shattered when Gex bottles up his emotions and takes refuge in front of the television to get over the tragedy. Only to become obsessed. Three weeks later, he becomes an addict to TV. After several unsuccessful attempts to get Gex to stop watching TV and consulting with a minister and friends at work, uh, Gecko's mother decides it's time for a change. The Gecko family moves to Encino, California, Gex's TV is taken away and he flees from home. After several months of living on the streets, Gex inherits an enormous amount of money (laughs) and he moves back to Maui Maui, (laughs) to live in a mansion and buys the world's largest TV. Uh, while watching TV one day, Gex follows a passing fly, not knowing it is a sort of miniature transmitter. Moments later, a huge <laughs> hand shoots out of the screen and grabs Gex by his neck, pulling the young Gecko into his own TV. The cold claw belongs to Rez, the overlord of the media dimension, who intended to make Gex his new mascot and conquer the world. Oh, there he goes. It's, uh, it's, it's all part <laughs> it's a trio of it. company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, then, then, then it sort of yeah, it goes on to like I'm trying But like just have him watching TV and get pulled into the TV. Yeah. Why does it's struggling with depression and why did those uh, eleven people have to die? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bizarre. It's like mm. it was like someone was wrote they asked to write a backstory yeah. like and they spent some time on it and for no reason. Then just say you just get sucked up with the TV. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I kinda like the first week,
1: because I didn't play the, the later ones, um but it, it was kind of cool. They did actually use his kind of gecko abilities yep. where he could climb walls and he can kind of climb up the backgrounds where it was kind of like the way Mario would climb up the fences in the, the castle stages in Super Mario World. Um, it was pretty, it was good fun. It yeah, was.
0: and you used uh, yeah the original 3DO version because it had internal memory. Mm. Yeah, you had to use uh, VHS tapes hidden in each level to it, uh, <laughs> save the game. That <laughs> does, doesn't date it in one <laughs> Uh, so
1: yeah, I never played the sequels it was a Gex 2 and then yeah. a tree entered a gecko the Tree again one, it's another
0: one of those games that's oddly fondly remembered in a sort of a, um,
1: yeah and the same with Croc as well They were, in the, was, I think they're all kind of vying for that kind of yeah. mascot position on the Playstation and it's kind of and then, yeah, Crash yeah, Bandicoot yeah, 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 sort
0: of like yeah, it's oddly yeah I see yeah. people talk about Gex in the same way they talk about uh, Banjo-Kazooie and uh, Crash Bandicoot it's that, yeah. that same sort of uh, and when you actually course, go back the first Banjo-Kazooie is good yeah.
1: Banjo-Tooie not so much <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, oh yeah another one then is pugsy oh, yeah. uh, an interesting one as well mm. um because he was originally a a character from an amiga demo scene um called pugs in space mm. uh by a demo group called dionysus um and uh, yeah i think yeah they basically they were they were working on a uh, full game then, and the rights were bought out by Psygnosis and then uh, Traveler's Tales, who are still going strong. Uh, the Lego games, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, they finally found their niche, but yeah, they developed it. It wasn't a, a bad little game. Actually. I it really kind of enjoyed it. On had a really life. nice atmosphere yeah. to it. Uh, Posey himself is a bizarre looking character, yeah. though. He, I don't know. He looks like a tap or something, yeah. or an orange tap. It's orange <laughs> drip. Yeah, orange. T- but he's got like the. It yeah. looks like the top of a tap as well. His yeah. head. Uh,
1: <laughs> they kind of wobbled about as well. Um, it was it was a weird game because it was all based on physics. Yeah. Um, and just like before, Havoc physics and all this. And I remember like you could hold, you could pick up objects and bring them around and slot them into places. But there's other things like you'd have to bounce objects off each other and then jump on them while they're bouncing to get up to higher platforms. Or even when you're holding an object, you can use it to catch onto the an edge of something and then bounce yourself up. And I remember there was some really, like some really clever designs or um, kind of hidden levels in it. I remember, I don't even know if the level exists because we're reading in the... Um, the instruction manual and it was like oh look for these secret levels there's one called vector graphics and we were like oh it's probably all like wireframes or something so me and my friends spent like weeks looking for it and we never found it and I've looked up walkthroughs online and I've never seen this level Mm -hmm. called vector graphics even though it's in the manual yeah
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, but yeah, definitely ahead of its time, the physics stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's weird how games didn't really cop onto the whole physics thing until, like, pretty much almost half-life, well, too. Well, P- P- Pugs is
3: kind
1: of a bit awkward as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, It's
1: kind of, it's more like you're, it feels like you're breaking the game rather than solving puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> you're using the physics kind of weird integrate. I, I do remember
0: it being, like, because uh, it was also the demo that was on the Amiga, uh, was, hmm. uh, yeah, it was the... Uh, it's like you're in a lighthouse moving the candle around oh thinking that yeah up. but that was like featured in uh, an episode of games master uh oh. it was like a challenge level they did on, on games yeah. master. and it did make it look really cool and uh
1: i know there's there's later releases of on the cd32 and mega cd and they had extra levels as yeah.
0: well i don't know if it was cd32 it definitely was mega cd anyway yeah. it came out on that um yeah it was yeah mega drive genesis uh, amiga and sega cd yeah oh. Uh, so yeah um, I don't know did we come up with any other ones oh
1: I want to talk about one that nobody remembers Um, okay (laughs) um, it was kind of Sega during their kind of the 90s obnoxious um, kind of advertising with the whole like the Sega shouting all that advertising they came up with this really 90s game called Green Dog okay Um, I don't know Green Day around the (laughs) ninety (laughs) two. but basically Green Dog is this the subtitle is the beach surfer dude and Green Dog was this kind of laid back Surfer dude who ran around in these kind of red shorts and a big floppy yellow hair it's kind of like a real SoCal um, surfer dude. I think his weapon was a frisbee as well. And it's kind of, it was kind of the standard platform game where you walked around these Pacific islands. And I, I, there was a big push by Sega to, to really kind of push this game as like the next big thing after yeah. Sonic because I think it came before Sonic 2 and they needed something in there. But uh, I, the game just wasn't very good it, because it w- he was so laid back. They kind of made him really slow, so it was just horrible just to even move him around. <laughs> um, yeah, he just got completely forgotten. But he hasn't even appeared in as in cameos in any Sega games since.
0: Yeah, yeah, because basically once they hit on yeah. on Sonic, they said okay, have Alex you, the kid, kid comedian, yeah. green dog. Yeah, you had your chance. <laughs> Wait. Have, you seen,
1: have you seen pictures of it? Like, it, it might yeah, I'm looking memories, at a picture yeah, now. He was horrific. He was in a lot of. um the adverts around ninety two and ninety three. Oddly, the say. artwork
0: reminds me of the Sonic Adventure artwork. You know the way Sonic was; mm. they it, it kind of made them sort of it got more gangly in that logo uh, when Sonic Adventure first came out.
1: It reminds me of kind of Comic Zone. I think it was the same team that made Comic Zone the Mega yeah. Drive. Where, that, but that was an awful lot nicer looking game. <laughs> it was also
0: an awful lot later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Then, yeah. I, yeah. Just because. Yeah. Yesterday, I managed to pick up a um, a Neo Geo MVS system. So I was playing through it, and yeah, I remembered one game that I hadn't played. I played years ago, uh, probably in the arcade, and uh, it's called Blues Journey. Mm -hmm. And again, interesting little character, (laughs) but again, probably kind of forgotten. Uh, it was based on it in Japan it was known as Ragai and there's still a lot of that in the game like you must say Ragai and I'm like who's Ragai and <laughs> who's blue it's all a bit unclear because <laughs> it's badly translated Yeah, all uh, SNK games are. <laughs> but really beautiful colourful graphics and re- kind of really nice solid gameplay now that said I got stuck on the first boss in it I don't know how it's no, an be, arcade game yeah, <laughs> but it's like really difficult you need to be timing your movement mm-hmm. perfectly because you're dead in one hit and um, so yeah no I will give it a try again uh,
1: yeah. SNK actually did have a few kind of attempts at making a neo geo kind of i remember there was like cyber lip was kind of a bad contra clone and mm. then um magician uh, magician lord as well that was i think it was a launch title oh yeah magician lord yes yeah and i think it was the MVS kind of launch title as well that was kind of pushed out there there, were, there was actually a Ma- magician or two being made for the neo geo pocket and recently a prototype was found it's supposed to be really cool kind of metroidvania it's a pity it never never got finished before that that console kind of went the way of the dodo
0: yeah mm. Uh, oh, yeah, just another one then, I just remembered. Because, yeah, th- just yeah, what puts it in your mind is the um, Chupa Chop product placement in uh, <laughs> in uh, Zool is, yeah, the A product placement in Superfrog on <laughs> Uh This was, yeah, Team 17's attempt at, like, a big sort of constantly mascot. Um, and um, I remember, yeah, being a quite a good game, actually. Um, it was uh, a lot of fun, but probably hasn't aged well. I imagine that would be horrendous. Yeah, it hasn't. Say. Really hasn't. But <laughs> it, he had a bit of a sonic element to him as well. Like, he'd get fast as he ran, and his legs would do that rubber banding thing mm-hmm. uh and yeah he'd use that uh, bottles of lucasade now again that's you can get that now i think it's on steam yeah
1: i think it's on playstation 3 as well yeah, yeah. i think
0: they have removed the lucasade branding because mm-hmm. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> Lucasade probably does not to be associated with super prog anymore <laughs> 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 um but yeah just another one that's sort of a little forgotten mascots yeah. <laughs> so, sir sir have you got
1: one which um on the sega saturn oh yeah um i, I was like
2: I'll go in now one second and then I was like no <laughs> i <didn't> talk. talking <laughs> over you and <laughs> um, I just wanted to give him a, I'm not sure really would Clockwork Knight be kind of mascoty? but he, he was a launch he was then, a launch thinking, character yeah, for could because
1: there was no Sonic they needed a launch character for the sake of Saturn so for launch they had Clockwork Night well yeah. Pepparachoo was wasn't
2: it in North America in 95 and then yeah. it came out here in July 95 so it's kind of
1: it was probably a lunch for 20 for
2: years out now yeah but um it was kind of that uh, I was trying to get in when you were talking about the kind of 2D, 3D yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: it kind of has that side. I don't know anyone actually other than myself who's even played it <laughs> no, I played it because you made me to play it my dad <laughs> played it and he hated it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the music he said yeah. frightened him
1: it's not. It's nothing really kind of special or stands out, but it's a really solidly made game where I played of it when you, you made me ch- have a go at it. It kind of uses because it, oh, it's, yeah. it's 3D it uses these elements where stuff from the background would kind of come into the foreground uh, like you, you yeah. get a lot of bookcases falling over and stuff like But
0: the, Yeah the sprites are like pre-rendered 2D yeah. ones, like in Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a, um, they got a
2: second game out of it though so I don't know. Was it even really that popular? It would have had to be somewhat popular to get a second one out of it, wouldn't it?
1: I don't think there was much to buy in the Saharan for the first year or so. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. yeah. I think it it, it probably. It
2: was almost identical, anyway.
1: Yeah, it was just. I think the first one was very short because they rushed it out for release.
0: Yeah, because I'm just reading through the list of characters mm-hmm. here, and the last the character I mentioned is Clockwork Princess Chelsea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Main> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Is this because she Bill Clinton's daughter was Chelsea at the, at the time? But was like that?
3: um,
2: <laughs> like um, Toy Story?
3: Yeah.
2: But they can like come to life when she sings the song, and then she gets robbed, and all of a sudden, yeah, uh, the smaller toys
0: become evil.
1: Does a pre okay? Now I remember the game.
0: You've just that what you just said. Now now I remember. Does a
1: predate Toy Story as well? I think it does.
0: Probably around yeah, just before yeah, ninety four is when it came out in Japan. So um. But, yeah, so, yeah, her kidnapping starts the events of this game and its sequel. So I <laughs> so probably are fairly yeah. similar. Yeah. They didn't they didn't want to put into their
3: NASA and <laughs> no. let people dying. Yeah. But my mm. the
2: sequel, I think, was sponsored by Nickelodeon or something, because I remember my one has a, a big Nickelodeon sticker on the bottom.
3: Mm.
2: But uh, I'm not really sure what, even what a
1: TV station it had around to do then. with Nickelodeon. Ah, oh, yeah, I think yeah. so.
0: Um,
1: oh, it would have been, yeah. Ren and Stimpy was on the mega Megadrive. <laughs>
0: Oh, there was apparently
2: yeah. Uh, uh, in the sec- the second one, then it kind of starts with the last boss of the first one, which was really weird. Cool. And I never finished the first one, and yeah. I didn't know what was happening.
0: <laughs> there was supposed to be a third one as well called um, Clockwork Night Three Penguin War, uh, which would be uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, and Clockwork Knight Puzzle that's as supposed well like for the game too. Yeah, no, that's another one again. Oh god! Uh, so that one, this one, that one was supposed to be a sort of a Bomberman style type of game and that never made it past beta stage but then mm. there's another sequel called Night and Night which that was the one that was supposed to be on the Gamecube but never released. Mm-hmm. So. Oh.
1: I thought it, like, it's a shame because I thought it had a really appealing art style kind of the um, the toys look really cute. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of um, Napple Tail on the Dreamcast. It is, yeah.
2: yeah. It, there is that kind of um, mm-hmm.
3: kind
2: of quirkiness or something in it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They all look really the main character looks like he could be made of wood kind of.
3: Yeah. Wood mm-hmm.
2: with a iron Iron armor or something.
0: Mm. Yeah, and it's yeah, he's got a little horse here as well. I see he's gonna go. <laughs> uh, it's like
2: a, a sweeping brush.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: and there was a girl in it, and she was uh, a perfume bottle. And there was like a love triangle between her and Chelsea and the main character.
0: And we'll never know
1: she how it
2: ends. She's like <laughs> delighted that she got
3: kidnapped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course, yeah, there were a few. I don't know, there were probably a few. I remember our, our good friend Dogs Bowser on the. Oh, God. <laughs> why hasn't he been. A, he's a, he's a, the mascot Sega deserved on the Dreamcast. Is he not
1: in. He, he not appeared in their other games as well, I think. Um, whoever made that. I think he's kind of a recurring character. Oh yeah, he's him. like a Sid, is he? Yeah, the guys who made um, Blue Sting or whoever they are, I think he he appears. Oh, Dogs Bower. Dogs Bower, yeah. yeah not, uh, not, I thought it was
0: Bowser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Blue Stinger, yeah. Mm. Who made it again? Uh, it was published by Activision, no, it Um, wasn't Climax Graphics.
1: Climax, yeah, they got their what did they they made? Um, what we were just talking about,
0: they're not even a link on Wikipedia, it just says Climax Graphics. I can't click on it to bring me to anything. (laughs) I think they made
1: another game, and I think he was in it as well, or a few others.
0: So, yeah, that's, yeah. well, I think we've covered a lot. Oh, no, no, we haven't. Uh, what do about we'll everybody's, what else do we
1: have? everybody's yeah. favourite one? Bubsy. Bubsy. Oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, I, I was Bubsy. reading
2: yesterday that he got uh, awarded most hype for character in 1993. Most I hyper. for? I imagine oh. anyone being hyped for Bubsy.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, bu- Bubsy was kind of, um, he was really, he had like a TV, there's like a TV pilot for his cartoon. I don't know if that cartoon even came out. I think it might have. But it was made, it was... Um,
0: uh, I don't think it yeah, yeah, i do not um, think it
3: got
0: picked up. Yeah, uh, you had a pilot episode in 1993 simply called What Could Possibly Go Wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, same guy, uh, Rob Paulson, reprised the role of voice in Whoopsie, uh, alongside voices from uh, Trey McNeil, uh, Jim Cummings... Uh, so, yeah, those people, all these people who did voices in every, all the cartoons in your childhood. <laughs> but yes, it was not picked up for a full series. Gosh. I'm sure you can probably, I wonder if it's on YouTube. I'm it sure probably if you is, want to torture it? yourself <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was it was made by Accolade or Accolade sorry. Accolade, yeah. And they were. Aculades, yeah they did not make any good games I don't think since they they made I remember they made Universal Soldier on the Mega Drive which was they took Torkin 2 and made it shit yeah (laughs) and I think the (laughs) first the first big giant robot boss they turned into a giant Dolph Lundgren which is very comical (laughs) but um, yeah it was it was really it was hyped it was in all the magazines like this is going to be the next Sonic the Hedgehog and it was so horribly focus tested like he was a, a cat with attitude like the way Sonic had attitude and um they made him run really fast like Sonic and the levels were kind of really big and open like Sonic but just not really well designed. It, it, was, it was another one of those games where you ran so fast that you couldn't react to any of the enemies and it just made it a really tough game where you just had to crawl along. I eventually, I got to the last boss in it. I don't know why. I, I didn't have many games to play in. <laughs> back then. It was just it was a horrible, horrible game to play. He collected yarn balls as well instead of coins. I remember his, his big thing was like he'd have all these kind of cat-based puns before stages and he'd, he'd say it in like a like a digitised voice
0: <laughs> just going through uh, the, I, the, yeah.
2: the plot was supposed to be that all the wool got stolen oh. and like all <laughs> the bananas got stolen
1: for Donkey Kong <laughs> <collection> <laughs> really original
2: <laughs>
1: by these aliens that love yarn or something like that yeah but I thought it was yeah, they're called Woody's. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those games that <laughs> they creative. Yeah, they didn't they didn't understand like how color works, where they just threw it all on screen and it just looked ho- like a horrible mess of a game. <laughs> it was really disgusting looking.
0: Just just looking through accolades, uh, gameography, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I think they were the publisher ga- uh, the, Oh Okay, but I think yeah, they mostly. Um, it's a lot I suppose of a yeah, they're parts, developer and it? publisher. But yeah, yeah th- th- to me the only highlights that are in here of are um, yeah Star, the Star Control games yeah that's probably their hi- real highlight but for me um, yeah the Elvira games on the Amiga were quite impressive as well mm-hmm. Um, but yeah other than that yeah, oh they did Barclay Shut Up and Jam <laughs> <laughs> end of story <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah there's there's a sequel to Bubsy as well I don't know how it got a sequel there's four games
0: isn't
3: there that's what I mean. I was yeah, is actually
1: oh there's a, there's a Terry Jagger one as well that's yeah, re- yeah there's that's, that's awful as well I've seen videos of it but I haven't played it but it doesn't look good at all Bubsy Two was kind of hyped as well to say oh, no, like we're taking all the criticism I'm on board of, of like why the first one was bad, and it just came at even worse than the first one. And then of course there was Bubsy Three D, which yeah, it's oh Forbidden Planet. Yeah, it, yeah it's, Uh
0: The one on the Jaguar is Bubsy in Fractured Furry ta- Furry Tales. <laughs> it's not really a pun, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, the, the Bubsy Three D is like hilariously bad. It's like it was one of these early PlayStation games where nobody knew how to do three D platforming so they were kind of I, uh, I like remember they
0: literally didn't even think about it how to do it oh no say? <laughs> I say, no. they kind of did yeah. I, I've, re- I've, I've read interviews with yeah. the people
1: making it and they said they were they're making it they thought they were making it it was a bit awkward and they weren't quite there and they said, said oh look it's it's kind of okay and then kind of what happened was Tomb Raider came out and Super Mario 64 and they were like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, well, the other game is just yeah because this is 1996 when yeah, this came out yeah like, <laughs> Tomb Raider was 96 and so yeah. it was Mario 64 in Japan and it's like all these like untextured polygons yeah. and it's just disgusting looking and the controls are so awkward. There's, there's no fluid movement. If you want to turn, you kind of stand in place and kind of shimmy to the side. It's uh, it's it's just horrible. <laughs> that was the end of Bubsy then. Thank yeah, God.
0: Games Radar included Bubsy in a list of the 13 most hateful video game mascot characters of mm. the 90s.
1: Do you remember on the Mega Drive, it was kind of event time of Bubsy as well, um, Awesome Possum? No, no. Oh, it's another one of these kind of these kind of crappy mascots as well that came out but he was like a um, he was a possum and he kind of controlled a bit like Sonic but really badly but his big thing was like environmental he was all about it. so you're going through toxic waste dumps or going through the African rainforest where they're all cutting down trees but his big thing was like he had a lot of speech as well and I was just really just talking about how awesome he was all oh, the time yeah. oh okay oh, yeah, yeah It's yeah.
0: like I'm awesome I'm great
1: and just really annoying voice is like shut up your game is shit <laughs> oh
0: yeah and of course he had it was a Chester Cheetah as well Oh, the Cheetos character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> yeah, hated it. that. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, I suppose yeah, there is Cool Spot, which was a quite good game. Cool, yeah, um, it was made by Dave Perry. You
1: yeah. it kind of the thing about Dave Perry games, I think they're all the problem is they're all the same. They yeah. use the same game engine. Laddin plays like Cool Spot plays like yeah. Jungle Book, where it's and Jungle Book and Cool Spot are kind of the same. It's collect the items in a level and get to the exit. But they're pretty good. They're not uh, they're not amazing, but they're they're really they're quite playable and it's, it's good fun. And uh, it's. he's it's always had good animation as well.
0: And so why did Lester Lester the Unlikely? What's that? <laughs> why did he never
3: blow up? Oh God, that was <laughs> <laughs> also really, really
1: you're, really you're basically bad. controlling a, a platform character that doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be the hero, so he'd run away from enemies, and he's he's just <laughs> he can't push anything. Like he's really bad at pushing blocks and love pushing block puzzles
0: <laughs> and he's got like scoliosis as well or yeah. something his spine is not bent in the correct <laughs> direction that, i think that
1: that game was 20 years too early if that came out and pewdiepie was around i think it would have been <laughs> <laughs> it would have sold millions <laughs> uh okay uh,
2: do you remember um uh in games into cx did you watch the rocky rodent uh
1: episode? i did yeah with you those was that um, yeah. Iram. <laughs> Guys made or something. I couldn't
2: actually find that yeah. much information on it at all. <laughs> I had to watch um a guy that was speaking Spanish uh, play it for two hours. <laughs> I just kinda skipped through hmm. it because I couldn't remember what happened.
1: Well he's kinda like a punk road under the it r- was rush.
2: Yeah, he said that um this guy's daughter gets uh kidnapped and uh, his name is um Balboa and uh, he gives him he offers him an all you can eat buffet if he gets her back <laughs> and that's that's all the story that there that's all that's all you need
1: people not NASA not accidents and <laughs> uh, also but oh I yeah. thought
2: the hairstyle thing was really cool oh it, yeah,
1: his hair changes and he can gets even abilities yeah I remember that
2: <laughs> yeah he had like a spiky hair that went into the platforms and he kind of jumped around or he had a mohawk that you could make platforms out of mm-hmm. then he had the ponytail and he had Uh, It was like a whip. Yeah. He's like a corkscrew that made him jump higher, and then he has like a nest that hatched like a little helper, which I don't remember at all. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Tigurino used it once. Um,
0: Another one I just remembered is uh, Alpha Chicken. Oh, yeah. Again, this one that oh, was really yeah, best bumped best up. The there was tricking. huge marketing behind him at the time as well. It was I on Amiga as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 it was Amiga, Nintendo. basically came out for everything. Um,
1: I really, I remember liking the, Mi- the Amiga music in that game. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, yeah. again, for some reason, I always thought it was okay on the Amiga, not terrible. But, it, yeah, it definitely didn't live up to the the hype that they were pushing it for. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, but yeah, such a, he was again kind of a useless character. He didn't control very well and <laughs> uh but yeah, just again a very forgotten little character but but one that had a huge amount of was build up to it, uh but just didn't apparently there was even a PlayStation version released only in the PAL region with two point five D action. I know what that is. Yeah.
1: That's the um the, they brought out a few of them, like they brought out Robocod as well. James, oh, dear. Yeah, yeah as a like, PlayStation oh, game. Robo oh, wow, it was released
0: <laughs> in 2002. Yeah,
1: they're really late. There yeah. were all these kind of Amiga ports or something they they brought over to the PlayStation. James Pond would be another forgotten mascot as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah,
0: although he's always been remembered in a lot of people's hearts. <laughs> I, really, yeah, yeah. um, uh, I didn't like the first one, yeah. but
1: I really like Robocop. But I played that on the Commodore, and it was like, there wasn't much, it was seemed to be a better game on the Commodore than mm-hmm. most other platforms, yeah. really. Uh, I had it on the, um,
2: the Game Gear. Yeah. But, um used to be kind of um like when you were doing the stretching, his
1: mm. body would like cut in half. Oh, that's because there's too many sprites mm-hmm. on screen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: used to think
0: it was really kind of
2: freaky.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of um kind of weird licensing deals, I had the penguin bar license. Yeah, that's him. right. Yeah, Robocop. I
0: never got did they license the music from Robocop as the music was identical. I said they rob it. So that that was blatantly stolen. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I really like the third game as well. Um, Operation Starfish yeah. it was kind of a. I
0: I was always disappointed because I think originally it was supposed to be called Splash Gordon. Oh, right, in keeping yeah. with the the names because yeah. you had James Pond, Robocod, and then Splash Gordon, I yeah. thought that would have been a perfect trilogy. <laughs> but now they they wanted to keep the Robocod thing. I think. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: that was a really fun game. It wasn't like amazing either, but it was it was good. As levels are really big and open, and there was a lot of secret levels and exploration in it. And they also had that kind of anti gravity thing where you could run up the kind of. You run up the wall. The walls were which are kind of circular, and you could end up walking on the uh, the ceiling, which was kind of weird though because then left kind of reversed, and you were pressing left to go right, <laughs> which was really confusing.
0: Okay, well, we finish it up there. Um, so thanks for talking about. I'm sure there's tons we missed, and because yeah. it's yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but uh, they,
1: they don't have like mascots there to in town. They just don't. They don't factor in anymore. at all yeah, exactly. Everyone it's a, it's a space marine, hey, hey, Master Chief, a space marine in power armor or something boring like that. And even like if you look at uh, the, the PlayStation All Star Battle, like it's just who are these people? There's like yeah, Hellgas guy, and here's Nathan Drake clone, and here's Nathan oh, yeah. Drake clone two, and here's Kratos, an angry guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, angry white yeah. dudes. That's all. And then get proper rapper. he yeah, <laughs> was actually pretty good. Uh
0: yeah no I would like to see us go back to a time of I don't know why platformers fell. Just, uh, well, we they're still
1: big on the, the Nintendo yeah. they're just still the, the really first
0: FPS thing still seems to dominate because uh, 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 that seems to be like the, the big thing yeah. whereas that's been they're the big thing for, for a long time a, they we haven't it a, evolved yeah, I think
1: they're making a comeback now you have yeah. good stuff like um, Rayman the Rayman games are really good and mm-hmm. I don't know Super Meat Boy isn't really it's more of a kind of a sadist <laughs> platformer but like that's pretty popular oh yeah and really Ori good. and
0: the Blind Forest as well was really yeah. good uh, it's more uh, Metroidvania yeah. Yeah. but it, yeah I think that's the good way for them to come back people yeah. seem to be more accepting oh, of that type Freedom Planet Freedom Planet yeah, yeah amazing the best Sonic game ever it's a game Okay, so we'll just play out. Thanks, Sarah and Stephen. Um, uh-huh. We will play out on a bit more Zool. Uh, so, uh, this is some of the more ravey music from um, um, Patrick Phelan, who <laughs> did the, the music. So thanks again, and we'll be back soon with, a, with another one. So please, uh, and please like us on Facebook, actually, because we'll put more updates on Facebook soon as well. So we're just Arcade and Retro on Facebook. Okay, let's talk to you all again soon. <laughs>